Welcome to the NBA Road Show, episode number 265. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me here at the Casa de Cold Coffee. Mm-hmm. Basically the permanent home of the MMA not on the road show anymore. <laughs> uh, such is life, my friend. We yeah. just we just get together every Thursday. It used to. We, we traveled around the globe and we saw different locales. And we brought you the vibe from how, how the whole city was feeling that week. And now we just... I mean, fortunately, we are at the expansive grounds of the Costa yes, Cold Coffee. Yes. So there's still plenty to explore. So easy to be socially oh. distanced in such a large expanse. It really is. <laughs> I mean, you can just keep your space from everyone. I mean, fortunately, the staff is all wearing masks and, yes. and, and keeping their distance from us and not bothering us. Uh, well-trained they're, they're staff. They're so well-distanced, you can't even see them here. Well-trained They're just staff. so well-hidden. <laughs> uh, but as as we go six weeks into our uh, stay-at-home orders here in Nevada. Really six, six weeks. weeks, man. Uh, days have definitely lost the meaning. Today, I guess the only real meaning of today was uh, it was hot today, man. It got all the way up to, to ninety degrees. We're actually normally uh, during this pandemic, we've been able to do things a little bit earlier in the afternoon, but uh, due to work and, and some other things, we're actually getting together on Thursday night, kind of like the old school, like we do during fight weeks. Um, but yeah, it got warm today. It's cooled off since, but uh, it got nice and hot today. Uh, but it's funny the days got really hot. The days have lost all meaning. Uh, I was my, I was talking to my wife the other day, and it was Sunday, and she was asking me what day it was, which is obviously not an uncommon question right now because nobody really keeps track anymore. Yep. And I and she thought I said someday, and I said Sunday, and I was like, you know what? That is kind of it right now. Like every day is just someday. someday. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. For the weather uh, to get so warm uh, so quickly is just another sort of just wrench in the mix of normality out here. Because right. normally we don't reach this until into May at some we always, point. How long? For, for I mean, 265 straight weeks, whenever we talk about Vegas weather, we yeah. always say April. October, yeah, April, October, the two best yeah. months. Normally in April, you got your windows open, yep, cool breeze going through. I had to kick my air conditioning on today. I almost did. It's it's getting to that point. If it stays like this, I'm gonna have to. But yeah, the average high temperature typically in April is about 78 degrees. Yeah, it got up to 90 today. Got 90, and I think it's gonna get the the same for the next few days or so. It's funny, my niece, she was like, "Hey, are you swimming?" I, I think everybody just assumed if you got a pool, it's either heated or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's uh, still cold. It's still cold. Old. I was like, but if it stays like this and it stays in the 90s, uh, we're going to be swimming in April, which is going to be absolutely bizarre. Um, but if it keeps getting hotter, I'm going to have to break down and, and turn the air on. That's why I asked you when you first got here. I was like, is it a little warm? Because Heather, Heather came in. She's like, it's stuffy in here. And I was like, I don't want to flip the switch yet. Because once you flip the switch, oh, it's on. you're done. And you you're got, done for it. You got kind of uh, the, the, the expansive grounds obviously run up at a high electric bill. Yeah, super, super high. And I uh, I, and I got here. The, the, I guess the only problem is I got here later in the evening than I normally would. Today, as you were hanging out, the staff yeah. was able to fan you, of course, right? But unfortunately, yes, I mean, we yes. ha- you do have to let them Gaston, off. Gaston, come point. up here and bring, bring the big, the wide palm leaves. <laughs> At some point, you have to allow them some free time, and unfortunately, they're not on right now. So, you know, ugh, I, I, 
I do a good job of keeping them employed, you know, during this there's during this time when a lot of people are just really hurting for jobs. I do my point. I do my I do my part. There is I can safely say that no one on your staff has had any change to their uh work situation. <laughs> that is a true statement. That is a true statement. <laughs> All right. Well, this day is a little different. I say every day is just someday. This one is a little bit different, I guess, uh, besides just the heat. The NFL draft is happening. It's still going on right now. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like sports again. I mean, it's kind of some live sports. It did. It was a little depressing. It opened up with, like, scenes of an empty Vegas because, of course, it was yeah, supposed to be here in Las Vegas. Yeah, they keep flashing that up. And oh. like, uh, it, it hurts because this was going to be such a huge day for the community. Like, just a so massive many party. Just, just, yeah, they were talking about what? Hundred thousand people on oh, this trip. They're going to close money that would have been in. millions of dollars that they were they were standing to get, and uh, it would have been a pretty cool, bright spot for Vegas. You know, uh, you know, Vegas has had some hard times, uh, you know, ever since the October one. So every bright moment here is even better, and this was going to be one of those big points where I think they were hoping that they would, you know, put something else out there to help people, you know, forget what yeah. what Vegas what happened in Vegas and stuff, and for it to not happen. And to see the pictures of just the empty streets, it just, it looks, it still just looks like a post-apocalyptic, it's weird, you know, when man. you see a lot of the stuff. It's it's just bizarre. I, and it's, it's weird, you know, it's, it, it kind of would have been the official launch, I guess, of the Raiders here in Las Vegas. You know, that stadium continues to be built. I drive by it every time I, I come over here. It's it's making progress. It's a, look, it really is. is. It two billion? Two billion dollars. Two billion. They it, say it's running behind schedule, too. <laughs> of course it is. It's it's It really is. I'll, I'll be honest. It's I, I don't know if beautiful is the right word. It's cool as hell, man. It's, 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 it's definitely it's, neat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very futuristic look. If you have, I'm surely, I'm sure most people but if you haven't, look it up. It looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's all black, you know, black glass around it with some white lining on it. Uh, one end of it is open so that uh, it'll have uh, doors that can open, and that'll be the end that faces the Las Vegas Strip because yeah. it's on the west side of I-15, if you're familiar with Las Vegas, uh, the highway that runs up and down the Strip. So, you know, you'll have camera shots at night, you know, from the yeah. field with the Strip in the back. I mean, it's going to be a beautiful facility. And I tell you what, I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see if it opens empty. Now, uh, I'm, I'm assuming because uh, L.A. built two two stadiums, right? Because they're not the Rams and the Chargers aren't sharing the same stadium, right? Is is there two stadiums? Or are they sharing the same one? I, I was thinking that they were maybe two, they are, but, but I, I thought maybe at one point I thought they were sharing, but I don't know. I'm, I don't really stay up on L.A. Sports. I don't either. I don't either. But I, it's just to me, it's going to be crazy. Cause I think that one. Now, granted, they had some insane real estate values, but I think that one's like three billion dollars—the one that's right next to, um, the, the, the right next to LAX there, right yeah. next to the Forum. But it's going to be crazy, man. Like to me, that's going to be the big test of this whole pandemic situation because yeah. the NFL has so much money and so much power and so much leverage. Um, do they open those stadiums up with nobody in them? Yeah, and what's crazy about this one is the fact that, uh, you know, with whatever engineering behind it because you think of you know a super hot place is the desert and so right. now they're building this giant building that's all black right you know and you, you figure that's not the right color you would want you know you would think you'd do something else you know uh but it's the raiders maybe, baby maybe something with true true but maybe something with the way that the glass or the the 
the the stuff won't. Oh, I'm sure that's definitely won't absorb. Oh, it had to be factored heat, in. But there's got to be some sort of neat engineering that I'm sure we'll find out of how it's going to dissipate. It will be fun if you heat. find out like the the engineering doesn't work and it's like 200 degrees in there. Yeah, like but, you can't go see a game because you literally roast. It has to be a, a nighttime game or you'll never so be able to funny. go in there. That's what if uh, like T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Um, if people have never seen that, like they purposely built it so like the back side of T-Mobile Arena, which faces the west, which obviously where the sun sets. It looks like trash. Like there's nothing on it, but they built it that way because there's there's no windows, there's no nothing. Like it doesn't look great from that side, but they made sure there's no entry points, there's no glass or because the sun setting in the west at at, at night it's it gets uh, it gets super hot during the summertime. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure that you know it wasn't baking down on it all day. So that was you know they didn't have any crazy engineering. They just made sure and kind of yeah. blocked off. That but even side. that material looks like it reflects. It some, probably does. Like, whatever that weird color. It looks uh, almost like a brass or, or like some sort of copper mm-hmm. or something something like copper copper I think you know good. it's kind of interesting but i did look it up really quickly it is the chargers and the rams are going to play at the same one the sofi stadium sofi stadium yeah. which my wife is bummed that was actually going to be opened in july by taylor swift she had <laughs> she had uh she had tickets <laughs> to go out to taylor swift yeah that's not going to happen so but yeah so i think that one was like 2.9 billion it does make sense that they would share it. that's a lot of money for one stadium but whoa uh, this unless wiki is wrong wiki's saying the construction cost not that Wiki's always right, but it says four point nine billion oh estimated, estimated, including development. Might be. So maybe that's like the stuff counting, around it or whatever. Extra money, like the money they maybe put in to do the first land research, right. blah 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 blah. Because yeah, well, that's then you got to do like road reconstruction around number. it, you know. But uh, man, to to ask of uh, you know, because none of these places are ever just privately funded they're all ventures by the uh the city and it's funny they always do the oh it's a public and private investment you're gonna get your money's right i'm like when when do we get our checks when, yeah, when yeah, are we yeah, getting yeah. our checks back yeah. for this it's you in know? that 1200 you got bro <laughs> yeah they're like we gave you 1200 sir enjoy that oh man uh i gotta admit man uh i had kind of a rough week this week man i'm uh i'm back on furlough this week um your arm but, looks better, though. Uh, my arm, my arm's <laughs> definitely better. That's way better. The, uh, I still can't donate plasma. I went to go donate it the other day, and now I just don't have good veins. So plasma <laughs> donation might just not be for me. Yeah, you do, you definitely don't look like you've been abused, but uh, yeah. now your veins don't want to work. They're scared. Yeah. They're like, we we saw what happened last time. <laughs> they ducked down below the skin. Yeah, I went the other day. <laughs> the veins from your arm now, oddly enough, are in your your back of your leg. I went the other day, and they were like, the bruise looks much better. They're like, but we can't find any veins. I was like, oh, well. And they couldn't use the other arm? No, other so arm this one they'd already told me. My left arm, they'd already told me the veins are no good. The right arm was good enough, and then then they said no. So Yeah, it sucks. I'm just shit out of luck. But it, no, this one's – yeah, so my arm's better, but I don't know, man. This one's this one's been tougher for me. Uh, you've been working all week. I've been on furlough again. I, I don't know, man. The, the, uh, the first furlough was, was – um, was hard all of us financially but you know the unemployment money came in that was good my mom actually reached out to me to make sure i was financially good as well and i mean i'm much more comfortable aren't moms the best yeah moms are the best i i'm much more i'm much more comfortable than i was but there's two things number one i think the first week there was so much like scrambling and like okay i've got to take care of this i've got to adjust this i've got to make this happen i've got to plan for this now it's like all those adjustments and plans are made and the the battle is done and now you're just like sitting 
and just yeah. and just doing whatever. And that that this one was harder for me. So I don't know. I just want to share that with people. Not that I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me, but if people are feeling kind of up and down, I just want to like, yeah. hey man, you're not alone, dude. Because I thought I was. I thought the you know, I, of course it's difficult for everybody this whole situation. But yeah. uh, I've been having some kind of some mood swings, and this one was tougher for me. So I just want to throw it out there to, to say, hey man, if anybody's feeling a little bit more down one week than the other, whatever, like you're not alone. And um, and the other thing too is that um, I thought it was good you went bike riding the other day, so you're finding yeah, some time yeah, yeah. to get to spend with either. I'm sure he's, I'm to. sure he's I'm sure he's digging that. But even that, I mean, it's great. I think it's great when people you know like oh you know I'm going to spend quality time to do all these things. But you know I think for especially in the field that we work, it's such a structured thing where your mind's always racing in that one direction, always going, 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 that sometimes it's hard to switch gears and immediately expect that it's going to easily, yes. smoothly go into a gear that doesn't get used that often. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it, it's not an easy transition as, as much as we hope that, you know, we can easily trans, you know, transfer over to something else. Like I, I had plans. Oh, I'm going to clean this. I'm going to do this, this, this. The first two days I literally, barely could get off the couch and luckily i had like an xbox so i bought like two games to just play and then i was like okay this is fun i was like i know i shouldn't be doing this but there was a point where you just the motivation just wasn't there because part of it you just feel like it wasn't like it was like haha it stays off it was more just like it just felt weird Mm -hmm. i felt like so sort of out of place and the only thing i could really do was i just got my mind off of it and the best way I could find at the time was like let me just plug into a game and so I could just shut my brain off so I stopped thinking about me yeah you know because when you start thinking about me you start thinking about just like you said oh are are bills going to be paid is this going to be paid shouldn't I be doing this shouldn't I be doing this you know and that's that was the hard part for me and then uh I did finally get around to doing some of the things after I adjusted you know but that literally was uh like a two or three day period of where I was just like, I know I should be doing this, but my body was just like, no. I'm telling no. you, man, it's 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 weird. It's uh, and, and like you said, man, I'm trying to make the most of it and, and spending more time with Eli and, and we yeah doing bike rides and, and you know trying to do little things together. I did I, I did have one little. Did you already have a bike? Or did you buy a bike? Uh, we had bought a bike not long ago, but yeah. yeah so we, we have like all three of us have bikes now. So we it's something that we we're doing a little bit more together. Um, but I did have one little thing today. I went to um. Uh, I can't remember what I went. I had to go to Best Buy for something. Oh, uh, because I needed to change out a fan. I had a my living room fan. Uh, you know the, the the I had always wanted to change it, and the lighting's really bad on it. And mm-hmm. and and now we're. Will you change the whole fan? Yeah, yeah. So nice. now we're spending so much time. It was like one of the builder fans that are just crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd always wanted to change it, but I'm not at home that much. Now I'm home all the time, yeah. and at night it has like it, it was one of those ones that has like one light bulb on it, and it's just not very good. So yeah. I was like, I, I was like, I gotta change this. So I went and bought an, an, a fan with, like, the four lights or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's a better fan, better lighting, all that. So I went to Home Depot to pick that out. And I brought Eli with me so he could, like, help pick it out. Uh, and installed it myself, by the way. Nice. That's a little, you know, <laughs> one of the few, like, manly do-it-yourself. Yeah. Normally my wife is all the do-it-yourself one. But anyway, one of the things, what he, what he asked me, and I, I, I let him do, kind of spoil himself on this or whatever, he's always wanted those little, uh, like, the colored, like, LED lights for his room. Okay. And I was always like, They're, that's silly. But now we're stuck at home so much. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Get it. And I got to say, I love them. I'm just going to throw that out there for anybody that, that's looking to, to – I don't want to say spoil yourself, but do something a little fun at home. Yeah. Phillips Wiz is the name of the lights. Uh, the, the bulbs themselves are like 
they are they're they're not cheap. They're like twelve bucks a piece for like a light bulb. Supposedly they're rated for like twenty years though, which is crazy. But then you don't have to have any like uh, third party thing. Like you just download an app to your phone and you can control you know like the color Very and cool. all that. So it's kind of so for him. He's like, I want my my room to be purple today, or I want it to be green today. Yeah. Like you know what, man, go for it. So I just want to throw that yeah. out there. It's been kind of fun. We got a little color at our house now. There it's you kind go. Of fun. Well, and you know what they say. I mean, a happy happy household is a is a is a good place to be. You yeah. know what I mean. So. Well, we're all stuck there a lot, so I figured, you know what, let him have a little fun around it. Let, yeah. Kids, keep I've, the kid happy, keep the it. wife happy, then you be happy. That's it. That's definitely true, especially right now. I think the other, the other thing, too, kind of going back to kind of being in a little bit of a rut, the other thing, too, is uh, last week was kind of hard for me as well. I did a lot of media last week, man. I did a chat with Kevin Ioli uh, and a couple other journalists. I did submission radio a couple times. I did um, – uh, with Ant Walker and the group at Sherdog, and I did uh, uh, I did a, a mainstream radio hit with uh, radio radios Talk Sport in New Zealand, um, and I just keep getting it hammered home that like I'm so in the minority of this feeling on this thing of that like I think we can get back to business and I think we yeah. should get back to business although we need to do it safely and obviously anybody that listens to this know it's been my stance from day one I don't like to talk about it over and over and over because I don't want it to be like some political thing like we just like to drink beer and, and, and talk about fights hashtag frosty beverages. hashtag frosty beverages but this is such a, a, a big thing but I don't know man it's been bugging me that like I'm so much in the minority because I'm trying to I, I'm trying to figure out like am I am I am I just crazy because I, I feel like I feel like it's right man I feel like I we're gonna have to take you know, serious steps. Like, again, I don't think there's going to be crowds the rest of this year. I think we're going to, you know, probably media days are gone. Um, you know, I mean, all like there's going to be all these things, but I just feel like it can happen. And not only can it happen, I feel like it almost should happen as crazy as that may sound. I mean, we got to, we got to get something going again. Now, yeah, I don't like our our mayor Goodman here in Las gonna, Vegas. I was, was going to bring her up because oh the way you were talking, I was like, "Well, if you ever get lonely, you need something to back you up. Oh, call up Mayor bro. Goodman." If anybody has not seen Mayor Goodman's, uh, what was she with Anderson Cooper when she said Cooper. she basically volunteered our community to be a test group, the control group, control yeah. group. Yeah, we'd be the control group. Just hey, man, just I volunteered, it, but nobody would take it. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. I, I you know, I, I, I'm not second guessing myself. I, I, I still, I still believe what I believe, and I still feel it's right. But it just keeps, I don't know, man. It's weird to me. Like, I could, man, especially like I was talking to the guys in, in, in New Zealand, and I could tell like they were just like, this dude's an idiot. Like, because they were asking what I thought, and I was like, I think we well, can. For do some it. people, it's literally in their minds. It's if if there's still a possibility of sickness, and there's a possibility that de- death can come. We shouldn't get anywhere near it with the ten foot pole, you know, and uh, a lot of people I think are of that mind. But you know, to go back to Goodman, you know, when she throws out numbers, and, and it's hard to not think somebody's cold when they say like, you know, you know, there's been 150 deaths, but we're in two point some million people, so that's practically nothing. Right. But she doesn't want to say that doesn't mean anything. But when you think about the large numbers of the population, I get what she's saying. You know, it's a very, very small amount. It just sounds incredibly cold to minimize. It sounds incredibly I- cold to minimize deaths. it. You know, and and even though you follow that up by saying any deaths is is a tragedy, but right after you just got done saying like you were willing to make your city a control group for an experiment, so you know, um, I think. And I'm with you. I think if the right testing and the right procedures are done, I don't see why it can't go forward. But they need to really think about every possible uh, problem that could come up with it and and then do it. Like the whole fact to think about uh, Lyman Good's situation. You know, he comes out and says that he had it, but he was supposed to be fighting. 
you know, does that mean if you start bringing somebody in before you start putting them on the card, do we start testing two weeks out and then test them again two weeks after that point so that the, you know, uh, whatever 14 day period is went through, you right. know, so that if they're not experienced, you know, if they're not showing symptoms on, you know, day one, and then if they're not showing symptoms on day 14 or day 21, that's just, that's just impossible. You know, like that nobody's going to right. I mean, nobody's going to do that. Right. But I'm just trying to think of no, ways. That, that like, would be but, the I way mean, to do it. That would be the right way. You know, because the fact of like, you know, it, with with Lyman's situation, if if he didn't, uh, if it didn't get caught off and then felt fine, felt fine, goes to the thing, performs, and then, you know, six days later doesn't feel good or whatever or, or d- decides to go take a test or gets tests back, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, then you're going to have every person that was there now you know, now every person now needs to self quarantine again for another fourteen days, um, or three weeks or whatever, then has to go and do another testing. Um, I mean there's no easy way about it, but I mean I think with the amount if they limit as many as as little people as possible, do as much testing in whatever suggested testing, like if they would call up old Fauci and be like, <laughs> Hey, you know, let's talk hypotheticals. If we did want to have a gathering of individuals, I like him, man. I like, you know, I like him. You know, it's funny. I, I like it that somehow now he's became this guy that uh, at one point was being touted as like towing the line, and then now he's like, no, you know, when it, it seems like him and and Trump are kind of not at odds, but it's almost like uh, he's like, wait. Mr. Trump, don't just say that I'm oh, automatically on, on board with you. You know, it's like this, this, this. I love like, it. Trump will go up and say one thing, and then he goes up and <laughs> says something, yeah, you exactly know, says right. something opposite. Uh, you know, like Trump, what was it, the one that I think he said today? Like, oh, by whatever, in May or whatever it was, he's like, COVID, it's probably not even going to be here. It won't even be here. And then he pops up and he's like, yeah, it's pretty much going to always be with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what? You know what? That See, that's the thing that, that – uh, that I've been saying from day one, right? Like this yeah. thing is not going away. It's gonna be here. It's gonna be a part of our. It's, it's gonna, gonna be a part be of our here. life until Just there's like, a vaccine. If there's a vaccine, until there's a vaccine, and until there's a point where enough people, what's the, the forget, herd immunity? The herd immunity. When enough people start getting right. it and and have protections, that uh, you know you won't notice it. And and now more and more we're hearing more and more where a lot of people are saying they think it already came through the West Coast in January. You know there are other things going. So. Um, you know, I think as more testing goes, we'll see that maybe there's already antibodies and already people with immunities too because they've already had it. It's, it's amazing how many people that I've talked to in Las Vegas that were horribly sick in December. And I've said yeah. this thing, I've mentioned it before. I don't like to focus on it too much or say it too often because obviously I have no idea what it was. But I was yeah. sicker than I've ever been in my life in December. And and I do wonder, like, was it here that early? Like, yeah. I, I mean, and you never know. At that time of the year, that's when people always they always say there's like super flus or super bugs course, yeah, that always come through. That's what I'm saying. Know? It could have just been a normal flu. Like, I don't normally get the flu. It could have yeah. just been a normal flu, yeah. but it knocked me out. So I remember you were really really bad. Then I got sick after. Yeah. I didn't get as bad as you, but I remember I got sick after you. And then I think we knew other people that got sick. It certainly made its way through, and I knew other people in Vegas that had yeah. gotten sick uh, around that time, but. Could have just been the flu, you know. I mean, could have just been the flu. Anyway, I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I I never want to spend too much time. There's no way you can not talk about this. It's all that's going on in our life right now. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess this to me was kind of a rough week. I just wanted to share that with people. So, was, you know, maybe other people are having kind of ups and downs, or whatever. And just I, I don't know. Hopefully, understand it's normal. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not going to be the same for everybody. So hopefully, everybody's keeping their 
their uh, their head up. Um, with hashtag Frosty Beverages. Frosty Beverages. <laughs> I know I am drinking way too much at home these Frosty days. FrostyBeverages.com. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's talk about the upcoming schedule. Uh, more cancellations since we since we got together last week. Uh, Bellator has suspended some additional cards, or at least one card. Uh, PFL called off the entire season. Um, I, let's start with Bellator because with Bellator, I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised they called off the June uh, 6th event. Yeah. Um, they're working towards doing closed door events, which makes yep. sense. They have uh, they have uh, television partners that own. You know, we've done press events on the Paramount Studio lot. Uh, there's a CBS lot as well. I mean, they have access to closed door venues. Um, I don't know, man. I was a little bit surprised that they that they called off June 6. I mean, I, I guess you know they're being as I don't know if they're being conservative or if they're just being as safe and secure as possible. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I was a little surprised. I thought by June 6th they'd be ready to go. Um, you know, ever again, everybody's hurting for for content right now, and I know that's not necessarily the right reason to to do things. But knowing that they have access to these closed door lots and that is their plan, just like the USC moving forward, I was a little surprised to see them to to push off June 6th. Yeah, I I think so as well, and I think. Part of it, you know, and uh, Mike Bond uh, in a, had a, a talk with Scott today, and that'll be coming out onto MMA Junkie. It's not by the time you hear this, there's probably already going to be a story out on there. Um, he did talk a little bit about the fact of he, even when he feels like when they do get started, not everybody's going to be trying to rush back to go see these oh, things. Even you know? if the, so, like even if there were crowds, like even, even if, if tickets were, were available, you're absolutely right. Who's going to rush out and be like, let, yeah. let me just jump in the middle of a crowd? So I think they're what they're doing, which is kind of neat right now. They're really embracing the whole of revisiting content that they already have, and they're letting some of their people kind of take different steps. So some of their stuff's going to come out on what is it, the CBS Sports platform, mm -hmm. or so they're having different other stuff. So they've kind of shifted focus a bit right now to creating this content, um, you know, to push these platforms. So part of their, I think, they're part of them is getting. Uh, they're getting that out of the system that they're actually still creating content. And they're creating something new to kind of get interested in. And then I think a lot of places, I just feel that they want to see like a good 30 days of, hey, we're probably in the clear before they want to start planning. I mean, it just seems to make sense that with so many people sort of saying, all right, well, we need you need 14 days here. And then some people say, oh, no, it should be three or four weeks, or blah, blah, blah. I just kind of feel like I can see where a lot of places, even if they start getting the green light to open and do things, I would think a, a month after that is probably a solid idea of when I would want to start doing it. Right. And with now that they're like, hey, we're not even going to start talking about stuff till May, until you know now the middle of May. So I could see where he was probably thinking like pushing at the beginning of July when we haven't even got into May, but we're getting into May and it doesn't seem like there's any end in sight to the government restrictions it's a lot easier to say hey let's just put it at a later date instead of saying sorry guys i know we've been promoting because at some point they got to start promoting it and then it's just like wasted money if you if you start promoting 30 days out 14 days out and then then eventually say okay we're not quite ready then you pull the plug then it's just wasted money i think it's it's probably just a safe bet to it's say. It's a safe bet. And you know what else occurs to me that I hadn't thought about until you were kind of going through the logic of it, and again, this was still pretty fresh, is that I wonder if that's the difference, too, of them being owned by the network. You know what I mean? Like, sure. they're, you know, technically, sure, they have a contract with the network. Money changes hands. But let's be honest. It's the same company. It, yeah. it, it can go wherever it needs to go. The yeah. money can go wherever it needs to go. And, you know, whereas, um, you know, if something did happen in the UFC – 
I guess there would be a way to sue ESPN, but it'd probably be a little bit more um, difficult litigation, right? I mean, you'd have to say, yeah. I guess you'd have to say, well, and your relationship's certainly going to sour after that. Oh, point. sure, sure. But if if you're if you're owned, I mean, Viacom would absolutely be sued because yeah. they they own Bellator. Yeah. So you know what I mean? I, I'm always because let's be honest, when corporations make decisions. Protecting themselves yeah. liability-wise is yeah. always a big decision maker. So I wonder if maybe if maybe that's the difference of it as well. And maybe, but maybe also being comfortable in the fact that I mean, they when they uh, canceled their last event, everybody got paid. Fighters yeah. got paid. Staff got paid. I mean, if it's to the point where Viacom's like, let's not rush back. Let's not. Let's let's do this right. Let's make sure. That uh, there's not going to be public opinion against us for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're sure that we're on the the downside of this slope slash plateau slash whatever they're calling right. it of this thing, and if if the the parent company's like you're good, we're not going to rush you back, and we're not going to force you to have to do layoffs. Let's do this right. That gives you a lot of freedom. It does to maybe. Uh, sit back and think about it and not have to rush. It's in Dana and the and the UFC's best interest to hit the money numbers, to hit the numbers of events to get these money goals. And I feel it's probably not the same way. Even though Scott is pretty confident they're still going to get their fights in as well. They're going to meet all their obligations of their, their international partners and all the other stuff. They're going to meet their numbers, but their numbers are a lot more conservative than right. some of the stuff that the UFC is trying to push out. So I think they probably have a little bit more breathing room, but it just seems to me that when listening to him talk, I don't feel the same pressure or the same um, sort of maybe downward push that's going on them to make sure that they these make these events happen. I feel like they're a lot more secure. So maybe for them, the the fear to, to have to... The, the, the pressure to push this event out and make sure that their first thing it gets going is not the same is not the same for them and right. you know Dana and these guys and and certainly Scott Coker isn't on this board that the president's put out there to get <laughs> get the economy going again and all this other stuff so maybe there's some external pressures there you know on Dana and them but it's um, interesting too you know I, I think it's 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 I'm glad I mean that they're not rushing to get back uh I want it to get back as much as anybody else, but you know, I just like his approach. I just, I get the feeling that when they decide to do it, that's going to be a good sign that things are trending in the right direction. Right. Whereas with Dana and with the UFC pushing as much as I want them to get this going, because <laughs> we need, we need events yes. to kind of get going. I mean, uh, you know, economy one thing or nothing, but I mean, uh, I want to see fights going. I want to see the world feel like it's getting back to yes. normal. But uh, with Dane and them, I just feel back. like there's a lot more. He's. I feel like they're pushing the envelope with the. But as opposed to Bellator, I feel like when when Bellator gets around to do it, we're probably going to be in the clear. Yeah. It's, they're not going to push. They're the not going to try to get ahead of the curve at all. Get ahead of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> and when I say the curve, I don't mean the curve that we've yeah, been talking about. Yeah, not I mean, the, I mean the way we used to call the curve before we started calling before, it. Before, <laughs> before the pandemic so changed what we meant as the curve. Uh, I want to talk about PFL, too. They decided to call off their entire season. I feel kind of bad for PFL in this situation because I, I feel like they kind of got screwed here. They kind of screwed themselves. Yeah. But they kind of got screwed too, so they have to cancel the whole season. Understandable, again. I mean, they're they're even smaller than Bellator. Their finances are even smaller. I mean, it, more uncertainty, all those things. Get it? Um, but I feel like they tried to do the right thing. But you know, they did cut some fighters. They cut 
a, a significant portion of their roster, from what I understand. And then you know they they made this statement to everybody like, hey, we're gonna give a stipend to our to our fighters. And everybody's like, wow, bravo, bravo. And then it comes out that the stipend is a thousand bucks a month. Not that a thousand bucks a month is nothing. In fact, I was actually talking to somebody the other day that um, that uh, one of their clients is a Brazilian fighter, and 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 the Brazilian fighter was like a thousand U.S. a month. Like I'm good, yeah. you know, like understandable because that goes a long way right now. You know, yeah. the, the 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 Brazilian ice is in a bad spot right now, so you know the U.S. dollar strong. Um, but a thousand bucks a month to most people, not again every little bit counts so i'm not trying to piss on a thousand bucks so i don't know i feel bad for you i feel like they were damned if they do damned if they don't you know what i mean like they came to a decision that they had to cancel the season again it's completely understandable and 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 then they try to do the right thing i mean i don't know if the right thing would be make sure you don't cut anybody and you give them all a thousand bucks or cut people and then give people two thousand i don't know man i don't know that there was a right way to do this i guess whatever they would have done would have been criticized to some degree um, I, I don't know. I just I feel like they kind of did the right thing and kind of didn't, and it it just comes off as kind of eh in the end. Right now, the uh, Brazil uh, and is five dollars and fifty three. Well, it's not cents, but highest to dollar to to the dollar. Wow, that's that the highest I've ever seen. I remember when we first started going down in two thousand twelve. I believe it was to Brazil when the UFC turn returned to Brazil. At that time, it was four, and it went down to as low as like two and a half at one point. But when it was four, I remember like living like a king down there. Like my, you know, you take your per diem, and your per diem, man, you could go have steakhouse every night and never even come close to touching the per diem. You know what I mean? So that yeah. was that was at four. So now you're talking about five and a half. Good lord. Yeah, I'm not sure what the average wage is because even just trying to do a search right now, I'm getting two different. Uh, returns on what it's saying, but yeah, I mean, so that roughly getting fifty five hundred um, hey ice a month for nothing. I'm sure that dude's like, fuck Good yeah, to go. Good, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just I feel like I, I feel kind of bad for the PFL because I feel like they try to do the right thing, and I feel like they were going to be they so were going to be criticized anyways, either way. And then it's like I feel like the fighters needed those events more than more than anybody else right. you know um but they were trying but man it was it was on such it felt like it was on such shaky ground before and then to have a fact where they're like now you can't perform you can't do anything else and now they're gonna have to kind of shut it i mean it was one thing to say that money was there for next year no problem you know or money was there for this coming year or whatever but then when you were not expecting this this happens, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to expect that that money will be there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they're able to return. I, 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 I don't know. I don't want to put bad energy out there in the world, but it does seem like the kind of things, I mean, there's so many businesses right now that are shuttering yeah. right now. Right. I mean, you wonder, could they apply for some of the loans that are coming out there? Or, it is a, I would think that it, depending on the, uh, the market cap of what they are. Yeah. I could see it. I mean, because they don't have a huge staff number. No, they don't. Um, all the fighters are independent contractors. That's right. Um, but I wonder. I mean, because I know, uh, yeah, I think it would have to just be what the what it the market. It would be weird for them to apply, but maybe they could. But if it kept them afloat, if it kept them afloat, you do what you got to do. 
I heard a bunch of stories of big, big companies that applied for a lot of that money, and then now they're all paying it back. Oh, yeah, because you know, it looks horrible. Like, it looked horrible, and, they, and then I think the government was like, we will come after What was you. it, like Shake Shack is, was sitting on like $100 million in cash, but they received like $10 million? 10 million. <laughs> like, come on, man. Uh, like, dude, this is supposed to be for the mom and pop was... shops, dude. This is supposed to be for all those, for all those small businesses, man, that, that have no chance. Yeah, who in that organization was like, hey, should should we? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and apply. I'm just gonna go ahead and apply. Nobody will notice. Nobody will notice. <laughs> it's only ten million. Oh man! All right. Meanwhile, the USC is planning to go forward with May 9th, At least as of uh, as the time we sit here. I, I will say this: I am uh, <laughs> that could change by the time you get in your car. I'm telling you right now, it's happened before. Um, we'll I, still push this episode out. It's still going live. I'm not turning around. It's too late in the night. <laughs> um, normally I would re-record, but now it's too late in the night. Um, it looks like it's gonna be in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Uh, we've talked, you know, all along about why Florida seemed like the, the safest spot for it to happen in terms of regulatory issues. Um, I, I do still wonder, man, it's still, you know, it's still Dana taking the same approach. Like, don't worry about it. We got it. We got it. We got it. And like, it just seemed to be a tactical error last time. And I wonder if it's going to, if it's going to blow up again, I, I hope not. You know, I want the fights to happen for, uh, you know, for for reasons, of course. I mean, this is our industry. I want our industry to resume. Yeah. I want my life to get back to some degree of normal, man. And as we talked about going in, that that routine, man, that that uh, you know, just a way of doing things. I want it to happen again. But man, I I just <laughs> wish there was more transparency. And here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing. It. I mean, they don't necessarily owe that. They're not a publicly traded company. Um, that has shareholders to answer to, but I, I sure do think it would feel it would make people feel a lot better, and maybe have less people bugging them about it, and less people, you know, trying to—I'm not saying trying to take it down, but at least trying to poke holes in things because you're not talking about it, you know. And yeah. um, you know, in a lot of—I mean, a lot of times I'm on the same side as, as Dana in, in situations. This one, I am on the same side of him as holding the event. I do believe it can go. I just. I'm I'm kind of not in favor of the way that this is being handled in terms of like don't worry about it. Yeah. We got it. You need to have somebody somebody needs to be poking the bear because if they are going to push forward, they need to make sure that all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. Everything needs to be done perfectly right because even uh Scott Coker said it today. He was like, you know, if something happens and they put the event on and it fails, they all are going to suffer from it. Every MMA organization, everybody's going to suffer because right. they're all going to take the heat for it because that they're all grouped in together. So if you're going to do it, you have to make sure you do it right. And um, as much as we want to see fighting happen, as much as, you know, we know that our, you know, our industry is affected by the fact that sports aren't happening. Nobody wants to see them rush back just so um, – we have something to do if it means that by rushing back, somebody catches it, somebody gets sick. Somebody dies. And somebody dies. Absolutely. You know, because uh, that would be a really shitty gut gut check of, uh, you know, your priorities. Because we all want this to come back. We all want to get back to normal. We all want to f- just feel normal again, even though we know normal is going to be – you know, here I'm doing my air quotes. Normal is going to be a whole different thing it's, when it, we get new back. New normal sounds stupid. Like when people yeah. say new normal, it sounds stupid. Yeah. But it is true. Like is. I, there are going to be things that st- like things that you're seeing right now. Yeah. Again, I think social distancing is going to happen for the rest of the year. Again, until we have a vaccine. Like yeah. I've already told my wife, I cannot imagine that our kids are going to go back to school in the fall. How would that make sense? Like. Yeah. 
we still don't want people in crowds together. That is crazy, which if people haven't already got it, uh, our governor just finished canceling the rest of the school year right. this year. I think that was a possibility, but it wasn't official. But right. now that's official. So, and what's crazy is that, you know, if things don't quickly recover and sort of get back to normal, school years don't – there's not a big gap between when the next school year starts, you know. Uh, what is it? Mid-late August late or something. Yeah. So. Um, I just I don't see how it can, and this again it goes back to what I've been saying from so day weird. one. Yeah. Unless you're willing to wait for a vaccine, why are you telling me May first is the date, June first is the date, July first is the date, August first is the date? You're still going to have to use the same guidelines. It's the same thing I've been saying about MMA the whole yeah. time, and I'll say the same thing about the school. I mean, I just don't see how now we're saying, hey, listen, no bigger than groups of ten, or maybe no. Yep. You know, how do we all of a sudden go? Hey, you know what? Eight hundred elementary school kids that are not going to be washing their hands and keeping space yeah. from each other, like, that's totally fine. That's totally yeah. fine. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. It's weird. It. Like, when I uh, I ordered pizza, uh, the pizza that came here earlier, when uh, the delivery woman brought it, she had her, her little mask, uh, but she had gloves on. Um, but as I'm like, she's like handing me the stuff where I've seen some deliveries where they just set it down on a chair and they, it's all contactless, well, you know, or whatever. Enough. But in the back of my mind, as I'm like grabbing the food, part of me is like, should I not take it from her? Should I just because I didn't want her to feel like, you know, she's taking Look. the precaution, whatever. Like, am I am I, should I am I being rude by trying to reach out and take the box from her or whatever? But just like you said, when, you know, you wanted to shake the hand of the guy delivering water to yep. your to your house, like I felt weird grabbing a delivery food, even though out of somebody out of somebody's yeah. hands. When that's completely normal to do it before, I picked up some Taco Bell the other day. I'm not proud of that, but I was just really, <laughs> really hungry. I know it's it's not it's not but it's not Mexican food. It's just its own thing. It's Taco Bell. <laughs> it's Taco Bell. But it's I, I, I was just yeah, I needed something really quick, and so I was like, ah, oh, Taco Bell's right there. I roll through anyway. Uh, so the way they did it, first time I've seen this. Um, when it so you go to pay, and instead of handing your card to somebody, they literally the dude he had gloves on. And he literally just had like uh, the credit card machine and held it outside the outside the window, and I just stuck it in, and then pulled it out, you know, and that was that. And then when it came time to my food, he had the bag and he put it on like one of those plastic trays, you know, like if you were dining in or whatever, and just handed it out the window. And I picked it up off the tray, and wow, and that's why I'm saying like little things like that, just little things like that. I don't think those are going to go away. I think they'll yeah. stick around. You know, it's just like, hey, this is the way we do it now. I got some pot. Uh, no, it was KFC the other day, uh, and they just did hand. I know bag people are stunned to hear we eat fast food as often as we do. I know. This is <laughs> I don't normally shocking. do, but now lately, uh, it's like that guilty pleasure because it's just like now it's such an ordeal going to the grocery store. Some now that I'm just like, uh, let's just let's just go to With the line to get KFC. in the one way aisles. The... And now the Smiths I go to is limiting people. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, even though I feel like we should be doing less of that now it's like they changed their rules so now uh, less people per square foot or some ridiculous thing so now it's like just such an ordeal going to the grocery store that i found myself on some days uh, after i pick up a agent h i'm just like dude do you want to just pick up something to eat i was like i don't feel like going mm -hmm. to the store i don't feel like making anything and just uh which i need to shake that because one <laughs> Taking picking food up is expensive, and two, it's 
lazy as hell. Oh, get out. <laughs> I like making food. Now but people just want to get out of their house. People just want to get out of the house. Maybe that's it, too, is just getting out of the house. The only time I get out of the house is to go pick up it, food. Man. All right, listen, there was supposed to be MMA this weekend. It was supposed to be UFC on ESPN Plus 31. Anthony Smith and Glover Teixeira were supposed to face off in the main event. Of course, Anthony Smith's been in the news quite a bit uh, with the home invasion stuff. What a crazy story that was. Um, but I, I figured I wanted to check in with somebody else in the car that was supposed to be getting ready. Uh, and so I just took a quick scan up and down. I said, who's, who's somebody I need to catch up with? And the name Rocco stood out to me, man. I like I, I love Tony Martin, man. I, I, that guy, I always appreciate him. I'm actually going to be talking to, to Evan Dunham. Uh, tomorrow as well, but uh, I wanted to catch up with Rocco, so reached out to him and actually spoke to him uh, just a few minutes before I headed down here to the expansive grounds, and uh, here's what he had to say. It's the man that only needs one name, just Rocco. That's all you need, just Rocco, the man formerly known as Tony Martin. Good to see you, my brother. Let me, I got to ask you right away, it's supposed to be fight week, right? I mean, you're supposed to be a couple hours out from from stepping into a cage, so what's, what is the emotions, what, what's the mindset like for you right now, man? Man, it's tough. It's crazy right now. It's kind of crazy where you kind of set a plan, right? When you get a fight, you get everything booked. You start mapping out exactly how you, your weight wants to be, how, you, how you're, you start peaking. Then you get that call that it's canceled. That was tough. And I almost thought I was going to get on the 18th for a little bit there. So it's tough, man. Uh, I'm hoping to try to jump on one of these May cards and, and see if we can get in there. What was the process like for you as you're watching this whole thing unfold, right? I mean, you weren't one of the first cards to be canceled, but I'm sure you were keeping an eye on everything, trying to figure out how this was all going along. So just give me an idea what that process was like. I mean, were you still able to keep training at 100% with full motivation, all that? Or did you start thinking, ah, maybe I better ease off because this isn't going to happen? How did the whole thing unfold for you? Well, when Dana came out and said the 18th for sure was happening, I was like, you know what? Dana usually sticks to his word. He kind of like anytime he doesn't want to be proven wrong either. So when he says something, it usually he gets it done. So I was really pushing to, to get on that fight card because I figured that the David Zawada fight would fall off since he, you know, he was training in Germany, I think, or something. Um, so I was hoping to slide in there, and I almost did get on there um, until right when they canceled. Um, but training's been great. Training's been great. I've been over here in Georgia with uh, ATT Atlanta. And we got Jakaos, uh, the head coach here. I've been training a lot with Douglas Lima, Will Brooks, uh, Clay Halverson, and then Jakaos. So we've got just a small group, but all around the same size, and we all push each other, and we train safe, and, and it's been it's actually been really awesome. I was wondering how you hooked up with that crew. I love Jakao, man. I think he's a great guy and a phenomenal coach, and obviously that whole team is is great. But um, how'd you how'd you end up in Georgia? How, how did that connection work? Yeah, so when I was training for the Damien fight, uh, Jacal came down to ATT to help me out for that fight a little bit. And then I got to know him, and I was like, man, this guy's a pretty cool guy. Uh, and then what happened was Douglas was fighting Roy McDonald, and I was like, I've always wanted to train with Douglas Lima. And I was like, this might be a great opportunity for me to get out there and get some good quality training in. Uh, so I ended up buying a, a travel trailer and a camper. And I, I, I moved out to Atlanta. I came out here because I didn't know if I'd stay, if I'd like it. And I was like, because I was kind of wanting a little bit of a change. Um, and then so I came out here and I loved it. And I've been here ever since. That's awesome. So are you, are you in like a like a travel trailer right now? Yeah, I am. It's absolute mess. I'd show you, but there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But I guess it works out perfect. I mean, I mean, 
not that anything's great during a pandemic or whatever, but as far as the way you're supposed to live, I mean, this is kind of good, right? That's what I say. Like, well, like nothing's really changed with me because I'm already so isolated out here. Other than what, going to the grocery store, staying safe, and we just have a small group that we train with. Um, so other than that, nothing in my life has changed. So that part's been awesome. That's crazy. My wife wants me to sell our house and get like a big travel trailer and like drive around the country with our kid. But I don't know, man. I, could, could you live that life? Oh, with the kid and the wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so I bought one that has an extra room. So I got two bedrooms in this thing. So it's a pretty big one because uh, I got a daughter myself. So she would come up with a summer. Right. So I was like, you know, this will be nice for that. So she have her own room. And then when she's sleeping, I don't have to bother her. But this thing's it's actually it's it's nice. If you like the outdoors <laughs> and you're willing to go get outside and get some fresh air, then then it works out well. You gotta rough it a little bit. Well, talk to me a little bit, Rocco. I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to bring it too serious, but your mom has had health problems, no question about it, right? So I yep. I wanted to know how you felt about competing during this, right? Because that's one of the big things they say, right? Like you're, I mean, you're a, a fit athlete, top world-class level. Like you're probably going to be fine from what yeah. they say that we learn. But they, they say the worry is like endangering your family and that sort of thing. So did that play into your mind at all as you were talking about no, whether you because I, I'm isolated from my mom. You know, I, I don't want to take any chance of getting her sick. I actually have isolated from my daughter as well. So they, uh, you know, my daughter lives out in Fargo, North Dakota. So I haven't seen her for a while. And I was just a sacrifice where I was like, you know, right now I need to fight. I need to make money. And it's kind of like in the prime of my career that I think it's more important for me to keep fighting and to try to really make a push now that will be the future for my daughter. And then as for my mom, I've been telling her because obviously her immune, she's been on chemo pills for a while now. And uh, so her immune system's shut down. So if she gets it, like she's going to be in a lot of trouble. So I've been telling the whole family, everyone to stay away from her. Yeah, on a, on a on a lighter note, I guess how was the trip to Hawaii, man? It sounds like that was uh some no, of the some awesome. of the bucket yeah, list you wanted. Yeah, she loved it. We were gonna crazy like we were gonna go. To, I was planning a trip for after the twenty uh, fifth to go to Italy, so that was the game plan. But obviously, that's all scratch, and Italy was like the worst place to even think about <laughs> going to. But yeah, so that was the plan. Was originally the, the fight on the twenty fifth, and then to go to Italy right from there. Wow. We'll talk about, so, so what do you know at this point, right? I mean, uh, I guess a lot of it's still up in the air. I mean, you know, Dana says we're going forward on May 9th and it's going to happen. And, and you guys that miss fights, y'all are going to be the first ones to get fights back on the books. But what have you heard so far? What do you know? You know, what, what's your plan right now? Yeah, honestly, from what I've kind of heard is that if the May 9th goes well and and there's not a huge uproar that they're going to try to just keep running through fights there. Um, and they might have a couple fights a week or they might just do one a week. I'm not exactly sure, but right now I'm just told stay ready. Uh, and I told them even if there's fallouts on the, the ninth there, uh, for 170 that I'm ready to go. I've been training. I haven't left the gym. So really there's nothing else for me to do. So I'm just staying ready and I'm hoping for, you know, a big fight. You know, there's no disrespect for David, but honestly, I think that, uh, I deserved a, a bigger fight, a tougher fight. And I think that, um, Ideally, I fall into a bigger fight now. That's certainly a possibility. I did think it was a little bit of a surprising matchup, if I'm being honest. Let, let me say, if, if they do keep that together for whatever reason, uh, my understanding is the international guys would have to fight on this fight island, wherever that is, right? So if for whatever reason they tell you, hey, we still want you to fight Zawada, are you willing to pack up and, and go to this mysterious fight island? I, like I said, I'm willing to go anywhere because as long as I'm isolated, I'm not worried about getting other people sick. So if there was a thing where I had to be around my mom, 
right now, if she was like really sick, I'm obviously she's sick and dying right now, but, uh, if she was like, um, if I had to be there by her bedside, I wouldn't, obviously I wouldn't be doing anything. Um, but you know, for, from what we know from the doctor, she still has a few years left. So right now I'm like, well, I gotta need to make some more money real quick. So, uh, you know, we can keep doing these vacations and having a good time. Yeah. The bucket list trips are going to get expensive, right? But, it, yeah. but a good way to spend it though. Yeah. No doubt. Well, talk to you about the goals. I mean, you, you said it right away. Like I, I, I'd like a bigger fight if I can get it. I mean, yeah. It's weird because I think, I mean, I guess everything got reshuffled. So there's no real matchups. I mean, have you started kind of looking at the rankings and looking at the list yet and saying, you know, now that now that your fight fell apart and my fight yeah. fell apart, hey, so-and-so, why don't me and you get together? Well, I was kind of a little tickled. I'll say, I'll say I was a little tickled about the Nico Price and uh, Vincent Luque fight because they just fought a couple of years ago. Vincent Luque put him away. So it kind of was, I was upset because I was healthy and looking for a fight why I wasn't fighting one of them. You know, I, obviously I think that I belong in the top 15. I think that I'd uh, probably want my worst fights against Damien and, and, and I still feel like I was in the fight. Um, and then I go out to Russia and fight Ramazan that I don't think anyone was wanting to run out all the way out to Russia and fight him. And no. he's extremely tough. And uh, to go there and, and, and win as dominant as I felt like I won there um, was big. You know, I thought, I didn't know for sure if it'd be, you know, top 15 after like a top 15 fight again, but I thought it'd be somewhere, you know, uh, like a, a Nico price. I thought was a good matchup. I, I thought that was a kind of a spot. We're kind of in the same, uh, area and, but I just, I didn't get in there. They came up with David Zawada. I don't know. I didn't really know who he was. So I'm not trying to trash on him. He is a tough fighter, but, uh, I, I don't think he's on my level. You know, I don't think he's, I don't, also don't think he's on where I'm at right now. I think that, you know, this going to be my 15th UFC fight. Um, would be my one of my five and one at, at welterweight. And with a close fight with Damien, you know, I think that it, it's time for, let's see where I'm at. You know, I think that it was, Damien, I felt even going in the fight was one of the worst matchups in the in the uh, top 15 for me with him being so elite in one area that it wasn't, because I'm kind of just, I feel like I'm just really well-rounded everywhere where I'm not, a high specialist anywhere. So I feel like anyone that's just well-rounded is a very good matchup for me. I dig it. So give me an idea. I mean, when you started this welterweight run, I felt like you had a, a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, man. I felt like you wanted to prove yeah. the world wrong and, and that sort of thing. And then you had the success. Then you had the setback. That was very frustrating. But I don't know. Give, give me an idea. Where, where's the mindset now? I mean, are, do you still have that little chip on your shoulder? Like, hey, man, people aren't giving me the respect I deserve, or do you feel like yeah. that's not healthy? What's 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 the what's it's the definitely feeling? not healthy. You know what I mean? It's never been a healthy thing where I've always felt like I think maybe it's kind of how I grew up a little bit, where you feel like all the cards are stacked against you all the time. Um, but I almost sometimes like feeling like I'm, you know, I, I I feel like I'm cornered, you know. And even again, even this next fight is my last fight on my UFC contract, so I feel like I'm kind of in a corner. And then they gave that David Zawada fight, which was kind of like, I'm like, geez, are they just trying to get rid of me? Like, just want me to be a no-name guy and then get out of here? It didn't make sense, but I'm also like, I can't control that. You know what I mean? I only control what I can do. So I actually have been trying to focus on putting some weight on. You know, I have never gotten in the UFC cage above like 180 pounds at 170. So it's been, I've been really tiny. You know, I've got out of most of those fights about 177, 178. So I was actually, I started lifting for the first time since I've been at 170. I haven't lifted. I don't know why. Um, so I started lifting. I was up to like 198 pounds at one point. And I was like, okay. And not fast. 
So now I'm leaving like now I'm like 190 pounds. So I'm like, cause I was like starting to worry, like, geez, I'm about to start really cutting weight to fight. Cause I've never had, I've never, I've been eating whatever I wanted all the way up, even through fight week at 170, you know, and I'd easily make weight like it was nothing. And then, then I was like, geez, I had to start dieting three weeks out. You know, I was thinking getting ready for the 25th here. And then I was like dieting. Cause I'm like, geez, I'm about to cut weight. But uh, I was excited a little bit to see the difference, you know, to see see how I felt differently in there with the grappling exchanges. I feel like is the biggest thing when weight comes, weight, weight's involved. Yeah, watch out, Israel Adesanya. That's what I'm hearing. I, I think you're making a move on the middleweight division. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's what I was like. Even uh, like Douglas, obviously Douglas was getting ready for his 85 pound. I was like, I was messing with him. Like, I'm keeping up with you, Douglas. And I'm I'm going up to 85 now. But uh, no, it was. I feel good. I'm, I'm healthy. And I really think that uh, I'm the best I've ever been. And even I think it's time. For, I got to start grappling again. I got to start grappling in my fights again. I feel like I've focused so much on just striking that I haven't done any offensive grappling. So I think people don't realize how much of a how good of a grappler I am uh, on top. So that's something I think going forward is uh, I'll probably start leaning out a little bit more. I dig it, man. Well, listen, it's uncertain times for us all for sure. But let's just say best case scenario, man. I mean, is best case scenario May 9th? Like, are you looking to jump in ASAP or would you oh, like yeah. a, maybe a little more Tommy? Ideally, when do we see you again? May 9th would be the ideal situation. May 9th or, or obviously a week after that would be – I don't want to sit – I can't sit on the shelf much longer here. I've been – like you said, I was supposed to be fighting this weekend and I'm healthy. So they said if you're healthy and that you're scheduled to fight, that they get your fight right away. So ideally, I fight right away. You pulling a Tony Ferguson at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning? Absolutely not. That's that's <laughs> most good. <laughs> awesome, no. man. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Rocco. It's always a pleasure, brother. I appreciate taking a few minutes, and hopefully we'll get you back on the schedule soon, and we can talk about a, a fight when it's time. Heck, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. Right, the man known as Rocco, formerly Tony Martin. Uh, I always love catching up with him, man. Interesting to see, to hear him out there at ATT Atlanta now. Uh, and uh, I don't know, man. I, I think honestly, I, no disrespect. Uh, like he said, I think he should get another matchup when they when they rematch things up. And uh, had to just ask him about the Tony Ferguson thing, even though by the time most people listen to this, it'll already be well after 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern time in. Uh, Friday morning. I still thought it was funny to find out if if he would if he would pull a Tony Ferguson. Nobody else would pull a Tony Ferguson. <laughs> All right, listen. I should say by the way, if you like what you're hearing, uh, make sure you're uh, logged into Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, and uh, just make sure you're subscribed to us. Rate us if you can. Five stars would be awesome, of course. Review us if you can. We always appreciate the reviews. The feedback is good. Or if you want to take your game up to another level, take it to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow over there for as little as $3 a month. You can uh, sign up to support us and get uh, access to exclusive content. Uh, we're, we're, we're constantly adding other items, things uh, that, we, that we can along the way, some videos. Nudie pics. <laughs> Not nudies. That we want people to subscribe, sir. We want people to join. What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you don't pay us, we will send you nudes. How about that? How about that? <laughs> yes, pay us to stop getting nudes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it's fun content over there. We're adding stuff all the time. And once we do get back to full-time MMA, 
that will be, of course, the exclusive home, the and-a-half episodes, post-shows, wrapping everything up. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of the Patreon.com, let me reach out to uh, Aaron Badillo. He's a star supporter, by the way. He had a question for us. He said, listen, why hasn't Tony Ferguson been on the JRE MMA show yet? There's an obvious Tent Planet connection uh, there with uh, Tony working with Eddie Bravo. Um, and there is an obvious connection there. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I, I tried to reach out and find out exactly why. I mean, because it does seem like a natural fit. I mean, Eddie Bravo, Joe Rogan, their boys. Um, of course, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in Tony Ferguson's life right now. It's been pretty crazy. Um, you know, he's, he's done a select few interviews here and there. And, and uh, I think that's kind of what he wants to, to, to stick it at for now. Uh, but I don't really have a, a firm answer for you, and I wish I had something a little bit more concrete. Um, but the people I reached out to really didn't have anything specific to say about it other than just, you know, it's kind of circumstances of what they are right now, man, just kind of where the world is at, where Tony's career is at, what's been going on. Um, I do think it's a natural fit. I mean, I will say this too. I, you know, I don't know, I don't know if, if Tony wants to spend a full hour or two hours or, you know, three hours even – you know, being an open book or not, I mean, it's still clear that um, I think he feels a little bit hurt uh, at some of the way things in some of his life were portrayed and the way they were reported in the media. I think he, while he certainly probably doesn't look at Joe Rogan as a standard media outlet, yeah. um, I think there's probably some concerns. It, it, it just, you know, we saw the way that, for instance, at the press conference, he got kind of defensive about some stuff. And I get it, man. I, I totally understand. It. That was a, a completely different forum. And we've talked about that before, kind of right time, right place to ask certain things. Yeah. Um, but you know what, man? I, I don't know if he feels <clears throat> 100% comfortable in that kind of setting or environment yet. I'm, that's me. By the way, that is not uh, any feedback I received. That is just um, me kind of, kind of extrapolating what I've seen and, and guessing and, and maybe thinking a little bit. Um, but I think we'll see him on there at some point. I just don't at know if now is the right time. Yeah, at some point I'm, I'm sure we'll get we'll, we'll see him on there because I can see where he would definitely, if he was in the right mindset, Rogan would definitely give him the freedom to kind of go off on whatever tangent. He would give him the platform to do it. Um, but also, uh, if he's not feeling it, that would be a really awkward place as well because yeah. you kind of need to have somebody that's very vocal. But I do want to say, uh, before I switch off the patron, a big welcome to Rick Chrisman, a uh, new patron member. Shout out. We appreciate that. We know this is not an easy time. So yeah. uh, I yeah. really appreciate everybody that stuck around, and especially somebody that's joining new right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough times, But thank you very much for your support. Yeah. No question about it. Good stuff. All right. So, um, listen. <laughs> It's so weird because we might be, I mean, if you think about this, we might be two weeks away from getting back into full swing of things. If everything goes the way that or the swing. is planning. Yeah, I mean, next next week, of course, we'll be right back here. We're kind of doing the same thing. Uh, but theoretically, two weeks from now, I could be in Florida covering an event or what we think is going to be Florida. And that would be phenomenal. Um, but it's an interesting time because – we know what the USC wants to do with with fight, fight Island, which still seems crazy to me. I'm not going to lie. That still seems crazy to me. Uh, we'll see if it comes to fruition and how things happen. Um, but we could be two weeks away from, from the show getting, you know, back on the road. And I'll be honest, man, fingers crossed. I, I, I do hope that it happens. But so, so I started looking at USC 249. Of course, a lot has been made 
of uh, of uh, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje and how that all planned out. Of course, Amanda Nunes uh, made it clear that she's not fighting Felicia Spencer there, so that yeah. fight's not happening anymore. Completely understand from Amanda Nunes' perspective. Again, I'll reiterate, like I've said all along, if anybody for any reason says that they don't feel like fighting during this time period, I think you just have to give them a free pass. You yeah. know, and you think about it. For her, in her situation specifically, as a champion and a double champion, uh, man, you know, it's not just a normal fight for her, right? I mean, there's real financial implications. I mean, you lose that champion status. Yep. Now, for her, she would only lose one belt. She'd still have the other one. But still, you know, you, you talk to fighters that have made championship money and non-championship money right after. It changes significantly. And so for her to enter a fight on, you know, less than, uh, you know, full preparation, it's, I think it's understandable that she would say, no, I don't want to take that risk. And – then you add in the personal aspect of it, right? Yeah. Uh, her partner is pregnant right now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure she's thinking health things as well. Like, hey, I do not want to risk anything and potentially yep. get Nina sick and, 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 you know, cause any issues for the baby. Yep. I completely – so, to me, there's both a professional and a personal level why she would not want to fight right now. And as I said from, from minute one, you got to just let it go. If anybody tells you they don't want to fight, you got to just say, fine, no big deal. For instance, Aljamain Sterling – we talked about Aljamain Sterling about professionally why he wouldn't want to risk fighting right now without full preparation. He's worked yep. so hard to get where he is. And then, I don't know, I know how busy you've been this week working, uh, and we haven't been in constant communication since, since I've been on furlough, but uh, I'm not sure if you saw, he came out on, a, on one of his own podcasts this week and said uh, that his girl had it. His girl actually is a nurse and is working to to you know on the front lines, and she was dealing with it. So, wow. so again, not only is it professional, but it's personal as well, and that's yeah. why he didn't want to fight. So, um, so anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I have to give a free pass to anybody. But I, so then I went back to to the Cejudo Cruz uh, matchup, and uh, Cejudo and Cruz have both done interviews. But I I wanted to reach out. So I reached out to Marlon Marais just to see how he was feeling because I thought what this would do is. Let's get his take on that Cejudo Cruz matchup, but then let's also find out what's going on with Marlon Marais. He's, of course, scheduled to fight in June. What he's hearing, what he's thinking uh, about the schedule and about, you know, because, again, all we know right now is May 9th, but if we're if, if Dana White and the USC are to believe, May 9th leads into May 16th, May 23rd, May 30th, June 6th, June 13th. We'll see. Uh, so I reached out to Marlon Marais uh, also earlier today before I headed over here, and uh, here's what he had to say. All right, it is Magic Marlon Marais, man. Always good to see you, my brother. Just want to ask you, how how are you holding up in quarantine life, man? This is a new life for us all. How how, how are you holding up there, man? Everything is sorry. I, I have to move here. Everything good, you know. I'm surviving, you know, taking care of the family. And I'm training. I have a fight scheduled. And I'm, I'm doing the best I can to, to stay ready to train and show up June 13th ready. I hear the kid in the background, man. That's that's awesome. That's life for everybody these days. We 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 can't stop. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about it. I mean, you you mentioned having a fight. I mean, originally we know June thirteenth in Kazakhstan against Peter Yan. Uh, I mean, that's only about seven weeks away from right now. If it's the original date, so just wanted to find out. I mean, what's what's the latest you've heard? I mean, do you know what's going on? I know there's a, a lot going on right now, but you know, kind of what are the assumptions that you're preparing under? Yeah, I heard the fight still happening, but it's not. It's not gonna be in Kazakhstan, and I think it's gonna be here in 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 US. And we'll see. Whatever they they make it happen, I'm I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna be ready. 
What do you think about Peter as a as an opponent? I mean, um, obviously he doesn't you know have quite the experience that you have in big fights, but stylistically, I think for the fans, it seems like a fun fight on paper. But but what do you think about him overall as an opponent? I think he's a very good fighter. You know, I think he's one of the top contenders right now in the UFC. Like skill wise, I think he's good everywhere. He can fight everywhere, and uh, it's a good fight for me. You know, it's a fight that puts me back up there. You know, um, I just I had a I had a fight. I fought for the title. I lost, and in my opinion, he should be next for the for the for the title. But he didn't get the title shot, and he needs opponent. And I raised my hand. Let's fight this guy. And you know, you have to challenge yourself and fight with the best. And this is what I'm aiming to do. I think he's one of the best out there, and nothing better to test yourself with guys with that caliber. Yeah, no doubt about it. You said you thought it might be here in the United States. We keep hearing about this Fight Island thing as well. Obviously, he's an internationally based fighter. I mean, if they need you to leave the United States and go to wherever this Fight Island thing is, is that is that something you're open to? Or have you started researching that yes, at all? Yes, definitely. I'm not researching, you know. But uh, the time I have now, I'm training. And, but if they, have, if they need me to go somewhere, I'm going to raise my hand too. I'm going to go, you know. I don't care. I'm going to fight him. That's the fight. That's the fight, the fight I signed for. And whatever they, they want to make it happen, I'm going to fly there. I like it. You mentioned your training. Uh, everybody's having to do things a little bit different right now. So how is your training going, man? What, I mean, what kind of adaptions have you made? What's the process that you're doing to, to stay safe, obviously, during this time, but still get properly ready for a, a top-level fight? Yeah, we don't have, like, as many partners because – uh, we're not allowed to have the number of a lot of a lot of people in the gym. We're keeping simple, but I'm doing the best I can, and I believe everyone at ATT is doing the best for us. Thanks to Dan Lambert, you know, always behind us there. You know, I I don't know him long time, but for the time I know him, I seen him taking care of everything, making sure everyone can get time and can get good training. You know, Marlon, you've been very respectful uh, along this process of saying, listen, I know I had my title shot and I lost. I'm going to work back. And, you know, you weren't upset about Jose Aldo getting a title shot, even though you won the fight. Um, but I'm curious, you know, Dominic Cruz steps in. Uh, certainly you can't question what he's accomplished all time, but uh, hasn't been around. So when, when that was the call that was made, what were your thoughts? I mean, did that one bother you at all? Did you feel like, OK, I, I know I said I was fine with Aldo, but hold on. I'm, I'm not fine with this one. Yeah, but to be honest with you, bothered me less than seeing Aldo getting that title shot because Dominic Cruz have a story in the division, and I thought he didn't lost the fight. His fight with the his last fight with the his fight. No, his last fight was with uh, Cody Garvin, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that one he definitely lost, but Dominic Cruz won the belt, and he had so many problems. With injuries, you know, I'm one. I'm a big fan of Dominic Cruz too. I see him. Uh, I see the passion he has for the sport. You know, and he just can't get going. He just can't stay healthy. You know, he keep getting hurt. And when you hear something like that, you can't get mad. You know, I'm not mad at all, man. The guy deserves to fight. You know, he's one of the best uh, ever to to step in that octagon in the 135 division. And I I heard the Peter Young couldn't get the visa to, to fight, and he was one of the options too. So 
why not? You know, why not give to to Dominic Cruz? He's such a big name. I think it's it's good for the division having him back. And I hopefully he can stay healthy. But if he can't stay healthy, man, give this guy one more opportunity. You know, let's see what he can do. Maybe it can be the last time he will be able to fight for the title. You know, and that's my opinion. You know, my humble opinion. Yeah, no doubt. It's an amazing story. He's definitely a, you know, probably a future Hall of Famer. Talk talk about uh, the rest of the division uh, because this is an important fight. Like you and Peter Jan, you know, probably a number one contender fight. But you got guys like Aljamain Sterling. You got guys like Corey Sanhagen, who's a little bit newer to the game. But you know, both those guys, they're saying, "Hey, what about us? You know, we what about the work we put in?" So what are you thinking? I mean, you go yeah, out there I, and beat Peter Jan. Are are you in front of them, or do, or do they still deserve to be in front of you? No, I agree with you. Uh, that's guys out there, you know. Sterling is there. Uh, uh, Sandy Hagen is there too. So many guys now coming. Aldo's is on the division. Frankie's coming to 135. I see other tough guys in the division. Pedro Munoz is a tough guy too. Uh, that's so many good guys. I see eight tough, tough fights in, in the 135 division. We just got to get the ball going, you know. We got to get that title on the line more times. And like you just said, Sterling, I think Sterling is, is, is almost there, you know. He's right there for the shot, but I believe he was injured. He could not take this fight. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I believe he's one of the that serving. I'm here, you know. I'm here to fight. I'm here to fight anybody and deserve another shot and put, put, put shows for the fans. Yeah, no doubt about it. Listen, I know uh, I think of you as, as a positive guy, man. You always got a smile on your face. You always got good energy. Um, but this is a tough time for everybody, man, right? I mean, this is a, a weird world that we're living in. So I'm curious, what's been your mental attitude, man, you know, to keep that positive attitude that you always have? What what have you focused on? What has your thought process been? What's, what's it been like for you to keep positive energy? Man, my passion it's be with my family and it's it's hard you know because you uncertain you don't know what's gonna happen and what i'm been trying to do is stay with them help my kids play with my kids enjoy the time i have with them but it's kind of tough for me you know not just for me but for most of the guys that have a fight coming up because i supposed to have a fight because I got to go train, do everything I do daily, and still I got to be on quarantine. But quarantine is home. You got to work. You got to do things. You got to entertain your family, your kids, and have a, a downtime. And for me, being busier because it's training, come home, and do a lot of things. At least I don't stop and I don't think about it. I think this way is better for me. No doubt about it, man. Well, listen, it's uh, hopefully it happens June 13th. I mean, we're all excited for the uh, the UFC schedule to get back to normal. Give, give me an idea, Marlon. What's what's your goal in this fight, man? I mean, are you going out there trying to make a statement and prove that you deserve a title shot again, or you know, are you are you you know trying to understand that maybe it'll take a little bit longer and just go get a win? I mean, what's what's the idea coming out of June 13th? Make a statement, you know. Uh, I'm fighting a tough guy, a good opponent. But I know how tough I am, how good I am, and let's clash, let's clash and, and show. He deserved it, I deserve too, and let's see who's going to get it. I love it, man. Well, stylistically, uh, on paper, man, it looks like it's going to be a hell of a fight, man. So fingers crossed it still happens June 13th. And, uh, of course, we'll be tuned in. As long as there's fights, you know, we'll be watching. Marlon, always appreciate yeah, the time, brother. You just said we have to be positive. I'm positive, I'm training, and 
let's make it happen hopefully everything goes god's plan god's time we're gonna put on a show and it's gonna be a great fight Right, so the magic man, Marlon Marias. Uh, always like his attitude, man. Uh, I, I just think he's always a positive guy and, and respect, uh, you know, the way he's looking at things. And sounds like uh, him and Peter Yan is still going to happen. It sounds like he's still targeting June 13th, maybe here in the States. So uh, we'll find out. Uh, listen, a couple of things I wanted to uh, uh, just shout out real quick. One other thing in the MMA world. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Lima Lay McFarlane, man. Uh, you know, the story came yeah. out earlier today that she's filing suit in Hawaii um the 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 victim of some sexual assault uh, as a as a young girl um and, and uh was it 12 12 yeah 12, 14, 12 and then her sister was involved as well and uh, i don't know i just want to give a shout out to her because not this alone but just man the things that she continues to do i mean uh, anybody that's a lo- if you man if you're a long time listener to this show you know she's cool as shit we just we just got literally hammered one night together uh on on air uh, and she was f- super fun to hang out with and talk with. Uh, great, great fun at the Ballast Point Brewery uh, down in Temecula years ago. And, and she was fun, man. She's just a cool chick to just hang out and yeah. drink beer and talk MMA with. Yeah, she went like drink for drink with you. She went drink for drink with me. Drink <laughs> for drink with me. The whole I was like, you don't have to do this. And she's like, oh, I'm doing this. She went drink for drink. And, and then I had to step my game up just to match her. So uh, she's great. But – Beyond that, man, just the things that she continues to do and stand for. I mean, we know the stigma that comes along with kind of reporting the stuff and having to deal with it and having to having to relive it and retell it and go through all these things. And for her to step up and do that. But, you know, it's just so in line with the way she's done things with, you know, the, the charities that she set up in Hawaii, the things that, you know, the, the she stood for the causes of, of, of the native Hawaiians. And I don't know, man, I just – to me, man, she is phenomenal. I, I think you could not ask for a better representative of your company uh, than Bellator has with Lima Lay McFarland and a better representative of the state of Hawaii. And, and just, I don't know, man. I just wanted to give a shout out to her, man, uh, to go public with something like this, especially when you're a very, very public figure, um, cannot be easy. But it just stands in line with the person that she is. And uh, I don't know, man. I just want to give a shout out to her. I, I think. Uh, I think she's just an awesome person. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I hope that works out perfectly in the court. You know, a lot of times that that stuff, uh, they the the perpetrators never get the punishments that they should get for for some of that stuff. So hopefully, uh, hopefully justice prevails and he gets what he deserves. No doubt. All right, let's. Uh, we got to talk a little bit outside of MMA, right? Since uh, we're all there is no MMA to watch, unfortunately. Uh, I did want to say uh, throw out a couple recommendations. Okay. Okay. Uh, Last Dance on ESPN. Just check that out. The Michael Jordan, the first two oh, episodes. That, that of that Michael waltz? Jordan. Well, you, you learn how to waltz or something. In, is that a dance show? Michael Jordan, not <laughs> MJ. Michael Jackson. This is Michael Jordan. Uh, it was good, man. It's a ten. It's a ten part series. Um, and uh, man, the ratings were through the roof because obviously, like everybody's got everybody's nothing just, else to yeah. watch. You know. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really good. But I, I will say this is funny. Um, it's just just to talk about like the the kind of guy that that Michael Jordan is and, and what he meant to sports. It was funny, you know. The, the, it, it's kind of interesting the way they tell the story. It kind of bounces around. It goes back and forth in times, which I think is better than just you know going through like you know t- chronologically what happened or whatever. But it's funny they show him, uh, you know, as a rookie being drafted and he's got his jersey. You know, the the big moment where the yeah, here's the guy and he's wearing number twenty three. Now, granted, I had a few cocktails in me at the time as well, so this may have factored into it. But I was like. Damn, you? dude. Cocktails? I know. Crazy. 
I was like, D- oh, okay, frosty beverages. Yeah, let's be honest, they weren't. We weren't going high fashion. But I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, uh, I was like, uh, man, that's ballsy. He wore twenty three in his rookie year, dude. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He's the reason twenty three is, is mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was so funny. I was like, "Damn, dude, that kid came out of college wearing twenty three. I was th- like, "He thought he was Jordan." He thought he was uh, shit. And I was like, "Oh wait, he's Jordan. He's the reason twenty three is something." That's I, true. I, it was so funny to me, man, because obviously, funny. as a kid growing up, I mean, that dude was the man in, in, in my age, and obviously, you're oh, just yeah. a few years older than me, man. Same thing. Like he was the man. But oh, uh, yeah. first two episodes were good. They, they were they were really good. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because even outside of sports, just everything, his brand and what he was able to do was so iconic. Like, uh, I remember being a kid, like, you know, you had to have the, the Jordan shoes when yeah. the Jordans came out. Like, it was a, a whole status symbol, you know, it was a huge part of Massive. childhood, you know, it was like, you know, if you didn't have Jordans, you were you were nothing, you know, I remember having fake Jordans and different knockoff shoes that didn't have the Jordan, but they were trying to look like Jordans just because just he wanted to try to fit in. He was, he was larger in life, man. What he did for sports and, and everything was, is, was huge, but no, I have not watched that. It's good. Uh, yet. It's worth checking out. I'll give you another one. Um, this is, and this is fight sport related. It's, it's a, uh, it's a couple years old, but I just never taken the time to watch it. And, uh, I think I, you know, thought about it and just never ended up getting to it. But, uh, prison fighters, five rounds to freedom. It's on Showtime. And it's about um, Muay Thai in Thailand. And in Thailand, in the prisons, they have, like, this prison fight system. And if you win your way uh, to, like, the champion level, then you can fight against an outsider. And if you win that fight, uh, you win your freedom. Like, you literally get out of jail. And, uh, you know, I – I don't know, man. I wasn't sure about it. If it was, it's really good. I really liked it, man. It sounds like a bad '80s movie that we that's, probably well, all that's, see. That's <laughs> the whole thing. Is I think that's why I was so hesitant. I was like, that sounds stupid. And I and I, I think like, oh, I, they're I gonna bring I, in the ringer, so you can't. The, they don't. The, the warden never lets the prisoner th- out. That's it. Like I, I think I wasn't sure if it was an actual documentary or what it was, but it is a documentary. So I, I think wow. I thought it was a, a fictional movie, and yeah. I had heard of it. And and I think there was a fictional. There was a fictional movie called like a. Uh, uh, maybe it's even a document. There's one called A Prayer Before Dawn, which I think was like a similar thing about Muay Thai and prison or whatever. But anyway, I think I got them all confused, and I never ended up watching any of them. But Prison Fighters, Five Rounds of Freedom, it's good. I have a soft spot in my heart for Muay Thai. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, like Muay Thai was kind of my gateway to MMA uh, when I was a teenager, and it's kind of a long story that I've told before. But So because of that, man, I always, I always have a real soft spot in my heart for Muay Thai because it's like the first – real combat sport i saw where i was like yes this is amazing um but the story is really interesting and i I don't want to spoil too much of it uh if people want to watch it even though it is a couple years old because it is kind of obscure i think and again you can find it on showtime um but the characters that are involved um it's just it's it's interesting there's there's depth there's there's uh there's something there there's a level to the story um worth checking out so if anybody wants to check it out and the last thing i'll say uh and it's a it's an advanced recommendation because it comes out tomorrow. Oh, Beastie Boys documentary Ooh. comes out on a- Apple Plus. I think it's. A, I don't even. I, I think I don't, I, know what that I don't have Apple Plus, but I'm gonna find a way to get it just to watch this documentary. Is that like an Apple TV thing? I think so. My wife bought uh, an iPad a couple months back for Eli because um, he had uh, he had been saving some money and you know whatever. Long story short, she got him an, an iPad. And I think when we bought that iPad, it came with like a year free of Apple Plus, but I haven't signed up for it. I think they have like some originals and stuff, but you know me, man. I'm so MMA centric. 
But I'm gonna so I'm throwing that out there. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be watching that tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna I, find a way to watch it tomorrow. That that seems right up your alley. I, w- I would be into that one. Um, How about you? Anything anything you came across this last week? I started watching, uh, and it's been around. I think it's in the second season. But Barry. Oh, Barry's amazing. <laughs> oh, co-sign on that. If nobody has seen Barry, if you have not it's seen so Barry, good. it is the best show. The writing it's on that so and the act, it is phenomenal. Did you make it all the way caught up? We're, we're in, no, we're in uh, number episode eight of season one. Oh, so my we're in the, God. We're at the season finale of, of uh, Barry season one. It's phenomenal. funny because uh, Agent H has even watched with me. And she's like, I like this show. You know, like normally we – like I tell you about the shit she watches, we don't right. we don't really get on a lot of times about the same shows, but this one we both are really really enjoying it, and uh, I love it. I love the whole the whole uh, acting side of it because it, it's totally just fucking throwing actors under the bus of, of the way oh, it yes. treats them. But it's so real, it's so true. Some of the shit, but it just cracks me up watching for, it. For anybody that doesn't phenomenal. know what it is, like honestly, you don't even need to know what it is. To, 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 like you should just turn it on and watch. Like it might it might even be more fun to not because it calls know what it a it comedy is. and it is, but it's very it'd be a very dark comedy. It's, it's Bill Hader who is hilarious. What was he originally in? Was Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Okay, yeah, he was phenomenal on Saturday Night Live. But this is more of a serious role. But he's like a a uh, a hitman. That's basically a former military guy, hitman, yeah. uh, that's trying to get out of that basically and go into acting. He wants to be an actor. He wants to be an actor and and just I mean this comedy ensues. Comedy ensues. <laughs> the setup of it sounds ridiculous, but it's so good. I really really enjoyed it. I know I'm really behind the curve on that one, but I was really happy to find one that. So that we've been watching that one. Uh, I think that's about the only new one uh, besides catching up on Westworld. Still. Uh, so chugging through, I think I got an episode or two left of the the second season. To second be, season's to be, all right. Season three's be been really good. Or, or season three's been really that's good. That's what I meant. Like this, this whatever. Oh, the current okay, yeah, season, season three, and it's going to get a season, season four. They just really? yeah, they renewed for season four. I, I co-sign so. on Westworld. I like Westworld. Uh, one last one, uh, and Abby Subban. Shout out to Abby Subban. He's the one that's doing this. And I thought that's a great idea. If you haven't read Michael Bisping's book, order Michael Bisping's book. Quitters never win. Get the U.S. version if you can get the U.S. version because it came out in the U.K. first. And in the UK, they have uh, like copyright or libel laws and that sort of thing where like you have to be very, very careful what you say because uh, you can be sued for certain things. Uh-huh. So there were certain details that they had to leave out that they added into the U.S. version. So order the U.S. version if you can. But what he's been doing is reading uh, like, a, like a chapter and then, and then watching the fight that that chapter is about like with that new knowledge. You know what I mean? So he's, he's going through, you know, kind of went through the start. Uh, and then as he goes through, like, you know, fight by fight of big fights in his chat, he'll read the chapter, get the new knowledge, get the idea of how he saw things, and then pull up on Fight Pass and watch the fight. And he's like, he's like, dude, that sounds – he said it's been incredibly enjoyable. And I was like, that sounds actually really cool, you know, to go back and revisit that fight, yeah. but with that fresh knowledge. Yeah, so. with some new context to the, the, the story going into it or something. Yeah. Or- so that That's was not something. a bad idea. So shout out to Abby Subban. Uh, and, of course, by the way, uh, check out Combat Rewind. Him and I have been working together on those uh, to, to see some old. Uh, since we can't see fresh fights, you can see old fights. He watched some, some really old ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but some really good ones. we got some g- really good episodes coming up, by the way. Some really good, uh, I guess they're episodes, right? They're different days or whatever. Uh, th- we got some crazy highlights coming up. So Anyway, listen, uh, like I said, in two weeks we could be back to full – life more or less so let's keep our fingers crossed let's knock on wood we'll see what happens i'm not going to say things couldn't change between now and then because they definitely could be good i need to stop eating out as much (laughs) please bring fights (laughs) and action back by the way i I should say uh so we'll see what happens next week maybe we'll have adam hill 
uh, next week or, or something. Here's here's how inside the bubble we are. <laughs> we were talking today, like, hey, maybe we should have somebody over again. You know, it was fun having Oscar Willis last week. Maybe we should have somebody in. We were like, what about Adam Hill? I'm like, dude, Adam Hill would be great. Like, uh, you know, with all this going on in Vegas, and obviously, man, he's just a you know a smart guy. I always enjoy his opinion and hearing him talk. You know, yeah. uh, and then you reached out to him, and he's like, bruh. I gotta cover the NFL draft tonight. We were like, like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, we knew that. We knew that. We were just saying, like, maybe uh, during the draft, like, you get the <laughs> when it's not the Raiders when pick. Yeah, when it's not the Raiders uh, pick. Oh, that's how in the that's bubble, bubble we are. We're like, oh yeah, that's. Uh, I did. I'm not gonna lie. I did actually think the draft was tomorrow, but I knew it was coming up. I just forgot that it was today. Yeah. I mean, if if it was still here in town, it would have been clearly of course, on the yeah, mind. Yeah, but it without it. Honestly, like, I have no reason to pull up SportsCenter anymore. I have no reason to watch any of that stuff. So I, it was, it just slipped my mind. And, and once he said it, I was like, oh, duh. It's uh, it's Sorry. just some. Take my man card. Here it is. It's just some day. That's all it is. It's just anymore. another day. It's just some day. It's just some day. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yes. Even though it is just someday, we we do appreciate you still sticking with us, and hopefully we'll be back to live action. I have much more to talk about. In the meantime, thanks for listening.